40 Lessons, episode 36 of the 40 Lessons podcast. My name is Todd B. Waldo. Thank you for checking out 40 Lessons. Each episode, we highlight a nonprofit or an event that's happening in our community that is connected to a really great mission. If you would like your organization or event to be highlighted, send me an email. Let me know. Todd at ToddBWaldo.com. This episode, we are going to highlight Africana. That's right. The third annual Africana Independent Film Festival is back this month, right here in Richmond, September 13 through the 16. Africana, they're creating conversation and community, celebrating diverse cultures throughout Richmond and on a global scale. You can learn more about Africana and the film festival at AfricanaFilmFestival.org. Looking forward to that. It's going to be another dope year with the film festival right here in Richmond. On this episode, I invited back to the kitchen table my wonderful, amazing, beautiful, super talented daughter, my favorite. She is here uh, joining me for a conversation about her new journey as a sixth grader, and we talk a little bit more about education as well. Uh, so I hope you enjoy this conversation. Special guest returning back to the 40 Lessons podcast. It's my pleasure to welcome back to the kitchen table and the 40 Lessons podcast, my favorite, my daughter, <laughs> Please welcome Samaya Helen Waldo. Hello. If I had effects, we would have hit the applause button. <laughs> Ooh, yay! You you're your own applause button. Yep. Thank you. Uh welcome back. Thank you. It's been it's been a little bit since uh we've had a conversation together. Yeah. On a microphone. Yeah. I am curious about this this next season of life for you. You are a sixth grader, officially, like super official. You got a schedule. You got a locker. <laughs> you've been putting classes. It's it's real. And on Tuesday, you will go back to Chickahominy and begin sixth grade. Yep. How exciting is this for you? Um, it's pretty exciting. Like very, 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 very exciting. What's exciting about it? Um. Well, I'm excited to to. Well, there's lots of things I'm excited about, but um, one of the, one is I'm excited to learn new stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and. Um, I'm excited to like meet new people mm-hmm. that I haven't met from like Cool Spring Elementary and Kersey Creek Elementary. Um, and I'm kind of excited to use my locker mm-hmm. for the very, very first time. Yeah. Um, That's a lot of things. Yeah. That's a lot of things. Your your elementary school experience. Um, I'm going to say probably around 50 classmates between 
each grade thinking about the other classmates, mm-hmm. you know, through recess or, you know, in your class or gym or other things, probably, probably the most, I'm going to guess 50. You're going to 400. Yeah. Just in the sixth grade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that, so that's exciting. Yeah. Is that also a little scary too, to think about 400 of you in those hallways? Yeah. It's a little, <laughs> it's a little crazy. <laughs> It's like packed like sardines in there. I think you'll all fit. Yeah, I mean we'll fit, but like that's gonna be different. Yeah, it's gonna be. This is this is the beginning of so as a parent, mm-hmm. the the development of your child um, is and the things you teach your your child. Yeah. Um, now is when we're gonna start to talk about um, a lot more of your social interactions and like you already mm-hmm. have friends. Yeah. Um, but I think these relationships start to get different in the sixth grade. One, there's, there's, they're going to be brand new people who are going to come from a completely different experience than yours. Yeah. So a lot of your friends, like you've known each other for a while. You've had very similar experiences. You've gone to, you know, whether it's going to a similar school or after school care, mm-hmm. neighborhoods you lived in. Yeah. Very similar. You're going to start meeting kids and their experiences are, are not going to be anything like yours. That's mm-hmm. cool. But it's also going to be the beginning of some conflict and challenges and groups are going to start to form and you'll yeah. find affinity with certain friends and connection to certain friends and then some you won't. Yeah. 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 So this is so I'm I'm I don't know. That's I guess I'm excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's I'm also fearful because that's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be disappointed. It's hard to navigate through all that. And all of this is changing. Like you're changing everything. Like you're growing, you're maturing. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Gonna, yeah. It's going to yeah. be an interesting, yeah. interesting ride. Yeah. 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 So, uh, some new classes. So you still have math. New things in math. Yeah. You'll learn. Um, more reading, more history. Uh, so we'll see what part of history... Mm-hmm. You learn. And then like science. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have your first class where you'll have your hand on a keyboard and you can learn to uh, type. Yep. Keyboarding. 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 Fundamental skill. A fundamental skill you need to operate these little machines here that we use. <laughs> <laughs> uh, chorus. This is your mm-hmm. this is your artistic class. Why'd you pick chorus? Um well, I wanted to do it in fifth grade, but I didn't get to. Okay. Um, so, and most of my friends really liked it. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll try it out. I'll try it, see see if I like it. If I like it this year, I might might want to do it yex- next year. Okay. If I don't, I'm not going to do it next year. Okay. But. How is it being in a artistic and musical family? Do, like, do we put pressure on you to play and perform and not really good i didn't think we did i was hoping we weren't (laughs) that's good do you think so when you think about me or mommy or pop pop or just like anyone in our family that kind of sings and performs and and practices our our art in that way Mm -hmm. is any of that interesting to you kind of What's interesting about it? Um, 
it's interesting what you, is that what word you would use to describe it no i would i would describe it like like a pretty cold thing okay yeah not necessarily something you want to do no <laughs> No. 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 So sixth grade for me was that was the beginning of my performance career, for lack of a better word. It was my first year in a formal ensemble. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Parker. This is well, okay, this is my second I went to two different middle schools. Yeah. Right? So I got when we moved from the northern part of Jersey down to the southern part outside Philly. That's when I found Mr. Parker, who was the band mm-hmm. instructor, and said that I wanted to be in the band. And yeah. I want—I remember the story. I wanted to play saxophone. Oh yeah. I couldn't afford it. I wanted okay. I'll play trumpet. I couldn't afford it. And then <laughs> drumsticks were two dollars, and so I bought drumsticks and started playing drums. And he's the first person to put me on a gig because I played eighth grade graduation and we played on Broadway. That's that story. Yeah. That's sixth grade. It's the second half of sixth grade, so it's not the beginning. Yeah, it's, it's not like... It's January. It's, yeah. It's January of 86. So, but that was the beginning. Like, my... What I do now on stage started then. Mm-hmm. And learning how to listen to other people, how to perform, the showmanship, all the stuff that we do on stage. So, this is the beginning for you yeah. of of whatever chorus and singing might might be for you. Yeah. And you could do some typing. <laughs> uh, there are um, there are experiences that your your peers in this community have um, in school that are very different. There's a conversation that a lot of us as adults are having about our about our schools and how they're just different, right? Some schools you go to, and you know. They look great. They look new, very mm-hmm. modern, have all the things. Yeah. So when you and I hang out here in our neighborhood here in Churchill, mm-hmm. and so George Mason, which is not too far from here, um, it's a really old school. Yeah. So two weekends ago, I was with um, folks from Robinson Theater, and we were walking around, and one of the ladies in my group, she went to George Mason. Huh. Yeah. And she says it looks the same. Oh. And it, wow. Yeah, and kids are still using it. And there are some real challenges with that with that school and just and there are many schools like that that are really old and we're still educating our kids in those places. And a, it's gonna take a lot to 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 change that and make it different. And there's a lot of reasons why that is the case. Did you know it was so different? Like between the folks who live in the county or in the city and other places or even, you know, schools within a particular area. Like, did you know that that there are schools where you know, you might not have what you need in the restroom mm-hmm. or the heat might not work as well or the air conditioning might not work as well or you shouldn't really drink the water from the water fountain. Yeah, like I, I knew about it, but I just didn't really like think about it yeah. much. But why, why do you think that is? How, how does that happen? Prob- what, 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 have, what have adults done to make that make that happen? 
like make the school look that way or make yeah. like well well probably since it's really old mm-hmm. um they probably had like different kind of designs back then mm-hmm. than like they are now yeah so i think that and and back then they didn't really have as much resources as we do now mm-hmm. so i think since since we know like since we have more stuff than they did back then yeah. i think we um look at older stuff and think about like chickahominy mm-hmm. it's not that old mm-hmm. so when you look at it you're like oh this looks pretty new mm-hmm. but if you look at the school down there George Mason, it looks pretty old. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I wouldn't want to go there or something like that. Yeah. You, I like your word. You use the word resources. And resources, I think, is the right word because it takes more than just money. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different things that you have to put in place for a school to be successful and for to be a really good place for, for kids to learn. Yeah. Um, those are all resources. Books, computers. The, the climate control, the, the teachers, how we train those teachers. Yes, the money, after school programming, before school programming, transportation, how we care for the health of the kids that are in that school. Like those are all resources. Mm-hmm. And you said it, we have more resources. <laughs> so if we have more resources, why do schools look that way? Even with all those, all the things that we mm-hmm. know, right? Yeah. All the things we know how to do and still schools look like that yeah what are we doing wrong well maybe like the the people who built it maybe i don't i don't know but maybe they're like they've made the school to look like that on purpose Hmm. just so because like let's say that they're let's say that their parents like it's a dad Mm -hmm. of two kids and they go to a really nice school they don't want this other really nice school that their that his children can't go to Mm -hmm. because it's either too far away or too much money or something like that Mm -hmm. and i and maybe they just say oh well there's other good schools so we don't really have to make another one. Let's just do whatever and hmm. see how it turns out. Yeah. I think how that actually happens mm-hmm. is that you have one group of people valued more than another. Yeah. Right. And so people who decide where resources go, how they'll be spent, who gets them and who doesn't, who they value is too narrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so things don't get distributed with equity or with justice. And so what happens that policy after policy, decision after decision, you keep seeing the same group of people overlooked and under-resourced. Mm-hmm. You do that long enough. You disconnect people long enough. And then the gulf between those who have it and those who don't, those who've been resourced and those who haven't, it gets wider mm-hmm. and wider. Yeah. And it gets harder and harder to bring equity. And that's where we are now. 
we, we live in Churchill and this is an entire neighborhood. You have people still living in poverty. You have people who don't have access to good healthcare, good transportation. All the things you would think are just a normal part of life. Yeah. The things you actually get to experience every day. People don't get to experience those things. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when you and I finish every night and we say our prayers and we say what we're thankful for. Right. Yeah. Oftentimes we talk about being thankful that we have a home and we eat what we eat every day. We have everything we want and some things, we have everything we need, and some <laughs> things that we actually want. And you look at the reality of, of life for, for people and how hard they have to work to bring what they need for their families. Um, mm-hmm. And so that happens when people in charge don't value everyone and don't treat people with the right equity and the right level of justice. Mm-hmm. So a lot of what we're doing is just trying to bring bring it back and bring that, that gap, break that gap and bring some equity and bring some justice and bring it closer together. It's just hard. Yeah. It's just hard to do. So... What, all right, so what's, what's the solution? Fix it. Fix it, 10-year-old. <laughs> how do we fix it? How do, we, how, do we, how do you tell adults to do it the right way? Um, what do we got to do? What's one thing we got to do or should do? Um, one, I would say, like, be thankful for what you have mm-hmm. and um and think about others who don't have as much as you might have yeah um and if that's hard for you you could talk to someone about mm-hmm. it get some help yeah <laughs> stop get some help call 1-800 something 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 <laughs> something help <laughs> help <laughs> well that is good advice that's good wisdom be thankful mm-hmm. and think of others uh, i think if more of us did that to appreciate who we are and what we have and how we got there you know, none of us are who we are because of our own efforts solely, right? Mm-hmm. Even in the natural, I don't exist without another human being. Yeah. Right? Uh, and who I am, I know, is a result of, of not just my effort, but is the effort of others that have poured into me and, and mm-hmm. paved waves for me to have what I have. Yeah. Uh, and so my appreciation for my own journey and our family's journey is, is one of the biggest drivers for me as I try to serve and, and do the things that I do in, in the community and trying to help you, to care for you, love you, but also help you to understand the world you live in. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say my hope is that you'll solve different problems. When you're a, a when you are a 25 year old artist <laughs> living where you're living and creating pieces and doing all this great work, that you find out that you can use your gifts and your talent your resources to solve hopefully different problems than I was was and am trying to solve. I just hope you're having different conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, too often I'm having the same conversation that grandma had or the great grandma had 
too often we're seeing our world operate in the same way it has for generations. And that's, that's sad. You would think we mm-hmm. wouldn't be having those same conversations, but it's, it reminds us that the work is still needed and, you know, the struggle is still real and we got to keep pushing and fighting for, um, for everyone and, and trying to make this place make it better. Yeah. So, okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, it's always good to talk yeah. about life and things. <laughs> any any final final thoughts? Sixth grader, <laughs> super smart, intelligent, amazing young lady. Um, final things to say to the people. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> We just waited. We just waited in anticipation. Ooh, she, just, no. It's like, would she say yes? Would she say no? You could have said anything. I mean, I don't know. Um, I'm sorry. Thank you. You're welcome. Special thanks once again to my little girl for jumping in the podcast and giving us some some wisdom, some wisdom from a sixth grader. That's right. Soon to be 11-year-old. Her birthday is actually in September, so that's going to be exciting for her. I hope everyone has a great start to the school year. Some schools have already started. A bunch of us are starting this week. I hope that we have a wonderful year supporting each other, taking care of our kids, taking care of our teachers, our administrators, just hoping for a really, really, really great year. As always, I hope that you are taking care of yourself, and please, let's make sure that we take care of each other. Until next time. I will cut it right there. Cut. That'll be the end of the podcast. Is that you cutting the podcast? That's a lot of cutting. I don't think it's quite that much cutting. Yeah, yeah I think just the one. Okay. My gosh. <laughs> I was very aggressive. That's, I don't know what that is. That's all right. That's like cutting a piece of paper. <laughs> It's those little small scissors. These are mini scissors. I don't know what that was. <laughs> you gotta work, gotta work on your sound effects. Cut! Wow. <laughs>